what's the main thing at the moment? And I've got to say to you, Johnny, by the way, this has to be the first podcast in six years where I didn't start with an introduction. I didn't start with an introduction. It's not too late. It's not too late. You you can clean up your errors. Okay, (laughs) guys and girls, we're going to start again. Welcome to Million Dollar Agent, the podcast. So excited. John, every time every time I'm feeling down now, I've recorded on my phone uh, Maguire, Maguire saying in the dressing room, if you're a tiger, you're always in the game. Right? <laughs> you're always in the game. I've got to tell you, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the next episode, which is next uh, next Monday. But, Johnny, we're in a we, – today is Tuesday – Brisbane, I found out they're in lockdown till at least another seven days. Sydney, we're about halfway through. And it's so important that our listeners and our viewers today don't fall into the pyjama slope, that pyjama slope where they're walking around in their Peter Alexander pyjamas at 11 o'clock. And it's been sad, Johnny, because there have been a few agents that I've heard have been hitting Dan Murphy's at 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, John, there's so many things you still can be doing that are useful in real estate now. Tommy, yesterday I was coaching one of the agents and I said, trust me, in in a few weeks' time, when this is all behind us, which it will be, you'll be wishing you had time to do a number of activities, whether it's a bit more exercise, whether it's your past client nurture marketing, whether it's cleaning up your database, whether it's whatever it is, there are lots and lots of things. So, rather than focusing on the things you can't do, which are very, very limited for us, fortunately, in real estate, just focus on the things you can do, which could include things you don't do during the year. I spoke to one of our guys yesterday. He wasn't um, Peter Bacorny, great guy, and his wife, Danielle. They weren't prospecting. They're doing half a million or so, but he should be doing a million and a half, two million. He knows it. I said, Pete, I'm going to design a game you can win. Ring 10 clients today, 10 clients tomorrow. For the next 30 days, ring 10 clients just a touch base. Day one, signed a listing. First day, signed a listing. Day two, increased it to 15 because he thought this is better than I thought. Got four genuine market appraisals, and this is only the third day today, but first two days, a signed listing, and then day two, four market appraisals. He couldn't believe it. And I just said, well, man, it's out there. And I used this analogy with him, Tommy, which is an interesting one. It just came to me. Imagine if someone said to you, Tom, I've got this great job. It's a side hustle, really easy. It's only an hour a day, and it'll probably give you three dollars to $500,000 profit at the end of the year. Are you interested? <clears throat> any human being of any intelligence would say, of course I am. Great. It's called prospecting. 45 to 60 minutes every day will generate you a quarter of a million in most markets, not all, most markets, a quarter of a million to half a million. So this is what I said to Pete after his first one. I said, look, there's $30,000 for an hour's worth of prospecting for that deal that he signed because it's going to sell. Day two, if he gets half of the four, that's probably fifty dollars or $60,000 potential income coming through the door for an hour's prospecting. So we do get complacent in the industry. We have in a, in a lot of ways, and you and I have said this to our audiences and your gym members, Tom, over the years, unfortunately, you can make a very good living and be complacent in real estate. So, you know, it's about what can you be doing during this this time? Um, most people are not going through immense pain. There's a bit of discomfort. Um, you can't do everything you'd like to do, but, my God, you can still do a lot of things, can't you? Mike Dowling, 19 sales in the month of July. During lockdown, 19 sales, and during every day of the month was lockdown. So, 
it's possible to do it. So I think we just got to keep focusing on the stuff that you can do and forget about the stuff you can't do. The very first one we did lockdown last last lockdown, Tom, last year, when Matt Steinway, we asked Matty about it and he said, well, you know, I, I've got 40 vendors at the moment. I just rang all 40 up and I said, what do you want to do? We're in lockdown. We're in COVID. We're not sure what it means. Do you still want to sell? He said 20 of them said yes. 20 said I'd rather wait. And he did the same with buyers. So he said, I just started working on the sellers that still want to sell and the buyers that want to buy. Very simple. Keep it simple. Matt, Johnny, Matty Steinway rang me an hour ago. He sends me a message. He says, can you please call back? I'm at a vendor's house, right? So I ring back and he goes, mate, I've just walked out. And he goes, I'll tell you what happened. He goes, you put a video on yesterday basically saying, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, understand you might be selling in a lot of competition in October, November, and December. Why wouldn't you take advantage of selling in isolation right now while everyone's at home on realestate.com? And he says, I played this to the vendor, and he the vendor turned around and he said something along the lines of, Yeah, but isn't, you know, isn't isn't spring the best time to be selling. And Matt said, you know what? Like there's nothing else there. People are going to pay over the top now. There's nothing to pick from. Anyway, he signed up the listing, right? Matt also told me he sold a property last week for $8.8 million in Avoca. I think he's got the record in Avoca. Beachfront. Yeah, Beachfront. Beachfront, right? So Yeah, incredible. And I'll just go from there because – you're just talking about Beachside, Tim Cullen, who's one of our very top agents and a long-term member of our team, he just listed 23 listings in July. So I rang him up last night. I was walking Snitzel up to IGA to grab some some food. And uh, I rang him up and I said, Tim, congratulations. And he's a very humble guy. He said, oh, look, thanks, you know, just doing what I'm doing. And I said, what, what was the key, Timmy? What were you saying to people? He said, John, it was very simple, going to what Matt's just said. He said, I just rang them up and I said, there's nothing on the market. Why would you hesitate? Right now, I'm just selling everything. His average days on market's eight days at the moment. He said, I'm selling everything within a week or two for near record prices. There's no need to be hesitant. And I said, that was it. He said, that's it. And he said, I believe it. I believe it's the truth. My data and statistics and case studies back it up. So he said, I've listed 23 properties just with that simple dialogue. So, you know, keep it simple again. John. I want to ask you this question without notice. I'm sure you'll know the answers to these, right? I had a guy that's not related in real estate. He's actually a, a professor at, he's a lecturer and academic at the University of Sydney, but he's one of these guys that follows real estate. And he said to me, I can't help it, but in the areas that we're around, why is it the McGrath agents are the best? What is it? What access have they got to? What's what, what, you know, like a typical academic, he's thinking to himself, there must be some intellectual property. He goes, he goes, what access have they got? He goes, wherever you look around, these inner parts of the inner west, these inner city, right? You look around, McGrath, McGrath. Why is that? Why is the guys out in north doing that much? I want to ask you, why do you think it is? Uh, I think we have a system for not only securing business but getting the best price and it's not a complex system it's the sort of stuff we talk about often on this podcast Tommy and I've spoken about to your gym members on a number of occasions it's simple but it's consistency I think of Mike Dowling I think of Pete Chauncey I think of Matt Steinway 
These are guys that day in, day out, irrespective of the market of COVID, no COVID, the weather, the season, they just go about their simple business the same way of a high quality standard every, every day. And as Phil Harris said, you know, you need a great prospecting system, then you need a sales system that gets all your listings sold within 28 days, then you just need to give everyone a great experience. So I think that's all it comes down to. It's the consistency. Mike Dowling prospected for three hours a day for three years to go from 1 million to 5 million. Not many people can go from 1 million to 5 million in three years, and but that he will tell you that was his number one activity. And yes, of late, he's built a great team around him, so he's now leveraging himself. But it's just that consistency. You know, you and I, Tom, speak to so many agents and they start prospecting when they've got no listings and they're panicking or at the beginning of the year. Then when they get some listings, they stop prospecting. But people like John McManus, he can have 20 opens on a Saturday. On the Friday before, he's going to do his two hours prospecting like he did on the Thursday and the Wednesday and the Tuesday. So I think consistency, a lot of these people look, you know, they look like superstars when you you hear them and, and see them on stage. But I've got to tell you, the superstar bit comes off the back of consistency, time in, time out. And they all play the long game. All of those guys are in it for the long game. They don't sweat if they miss the occasional listing. They don't try and bustle anyone to make their budget. They don't try and bustle a buyer to get a tough to sell property sold. They play the long game. They're calm and, and they just get the results. So I think it's system being systematic in your approach and consistent in your application. John, can I ask you, do you believe that if you're watching this now or listening to it on the podcast, which, by the way, before I forget, Susan has reminded me to let people know that Apple, actually, she's learnt this from James Altucher. James Altucher announced on his podcast that no longer does Apple allow you to have your podcast to automatically download. You need to go to the setting to say, I want that podcast. So it is a, that is a systems issue, by the way. So it's a system that basically says if you want your podcast to keep coming, you've got to t- tick and say, I want this podcast to keep coming, right? I presume Apple doesn't want to be spamming people that don't want to get stuff. But, John, if you're a guy or girl right now that is thinking to themselves, you know what? You know, John's right. That is the missing part of my jigsaw puzzle. But I can't help it because... I'm, I've never been systemized. I've never been so structured. I've always sort of operated in chaos. Do you say to that person, hey, that's you, there's nothing you can do about it, or do you say to you that person, hey, listen, do this? What, what do you say to that person? Because I know I get asked that a lot in conversations I have with people. They say I'm just disorganized as a person. So I think, Tommy, you have to start with extreme ownership. You can choose whichever version of yourself you want to on any given day. So you might have been making disorganised choices in the past and you can change that today. That's really important, what we call extreme ownership in our business, that you know that you have the ability to make a different choice. Now, if you whether you make the choice or not, it's up to you, but you do have the ability to make the choice. Second thing is, and I was, I was coaching a guy early this morning, a friend of mine, Stevie Basta, who used to be a, a jockey and now he's doing very nicely at Marshall White. And, uh, you know, without going into too much detail, basically I was saying, Steve, you've got the ability to do four and five times, which he does. He's a brilliant, brilliant agent in the making. And I said, yeah, what do you think stopping you? He said, I'm kind of happy where I'm at. And, and we, we peeled the onion, as I call it, Tom, a bit more. And the, as you get, dig deeper for a lot of people, and I said to him, zeros in bank account won't make you any happier, but progress makes you happy. Excellence makes you happy. 
um, being a master at, at the art of real estate makes you happy. So I said, don't do it for the extra dollars you'll earn. That's just a byproduct. Do it for the satisfaction. And, you know, one day we're all going to be gone from here and we may as well have used the time while we're on planet Earth to be the very best we can possibly be and inspire others. So I always dig into what's what's the reason that you should be doing something and what's the reason that you're thinking maybe it's too hard. Because i got to tell you, Mike Dowling, 19 sales, he, he did 550000 last month in the suburb of Ride, which for those of you that aren't in Sydney, it's like a very working class, nice suburb, but, you know, it's not Point Piper, it's not Mossman. He did five, 550000 last month uh, during lockdown with 19 sales, go figure. And, uh, and I've got to say, he just loves the thrill of the chase and the competition and improving his systems. He's constantly improving his systems and working with his team, and he's loving seeing his team grow, and they're now achieving all their own personal goals. So it's kind of, I think there's, you've got to drill into what it is that's holding you back, and it's always you that's holding you back. It's no one else. Okay. So I like that, and I think, John, obviously with you, you in a coaching role can help someone maybe, like I think maybe working with an external person can help because you seem to have prompted questions that that person can ask themselves, which can they can then sometimes the light bulb moment might come in that self-reflection being helped by someone saying, have you asked yourself this question? Have you asked yourself this question? But I'm getting the impression, John, what you're saying is it doesn't matter what your narrative or your belief is, you don't have to accept that genetics say that this is where I'm at. You can actually change that. Great, great salespeople are made, not born. Great leaders, in my view anyway, are made, not born. The great athletes that are at the Olympics at the moment, you know, they've been they've put years and years of hard work into to making themselves what they are today. They didn't just fluke across, uh, happen across a gold medal. So, yeah, I, I think it's you can really create anything you want in this incredible industry of real estate. I mean, the fact that during lockdown, most, most of us can still continue to serve our clients almost unfettered or, or, or unchanged from before is really quite amazing. So I, I just out of appreciation that I've found this industry and that we've all found ourselves together in this place and that we're all alive and, you know, it's just you want to be your best and I think that's the gift you get out of it. The dollars come and go, but that's the, the gift is being your best, I think. All right, Johnny, thank you so much again. Guys and girls, stay safe. Stay off that pyjama slope. Hit the phone calls. Don't hit Dan Murphy. And um, as John says, probably in a month's time, the weather's going to be beautiful. Pretty much we're going to be back to doing most of the things to some level of what we were doing prior. And um, it's really important to, uh, to understand that, you know, what's about to come, is better than what's just gone by. And I think that's the approach you've got to have. Johnny, good to see you again. Let's watch see the you next week. See you next week.